There are many times we ask ourselves, is God really listening to our prayers? I think a lot of times we come to that place and we doubt. I doubt. We wonder what prayer does or how it affects us or if it really makes a difference. Things have turned out so wrong for me. Where was God when I was pounding on heaven's door with my prayers? I remember just this past week in the media, a storm of a missing boy, this three-year-old, and my heart broke for this family. Casey went missing after playing in the yard of his grandmother's home along with two other children, according to the FBI. Casey did not come back inside with the other two. After looking for Casey, the child's family called the police and reported him missing. The county sheriff's department responded within minutes, and at no time did they suspect any indication of an abduction in this case. The story started on Tuesday. And on Thursday evening, a three-year-old North Carolina boy who had been missing since Tuesday was found alive. One of the best messages we can hear in our media today. Casey Hathaway was found at around 9.30 p.m. The whole country held its breath, as we do when we hear stories like this. People at homes and in churches prayed for the rescue of this boy. In fact, right here in this sanctuary, my confirmation small group class was talking about communion and the power of communion. And our closing prayer, we lifted up Casey's name that he would be found. Just as I'm sure prayers were said all over this country, I wonder if the mother thinks that were those prayers worth it? They were praying, expecting a miracle. This three-year-old lost overnight, Tuesday night, overnight, Wednesday night, and was not found until Thursday. It's a miracle that anyone could survive over 50 hours at three years old and in very cold to freezing temperatures surrounded by woods and water. The parents acknowledged that God must have had a hand of deliverance. But what about all the other stories? Unfortunately, in my social media feed this morning, there was one of 16 girls that are missing in the greater Atlanta area, and it's fear that they are caught in human trafficking due to the upcoming Super Bowl. What about all the prayers being said for these? Are they still powerful? It's a wonder that people are skeptical about the use of prayer. So many people were praying for these that are lost. Why doesn't God respond? Why doesn't God save them? And that question has been asked over and over again throughout history when things turned out differently than they had prayed for. And I wish that I had an answer that was clear cut, that was understandable, and one that it was simple. An answer would prove that prayer works. I wish I had that. It seems that Jesus' disciples also doubted, wondered, and even questioned about their prayer life. They'd seen Jesus pray so often, and they noticed the confidence and the fervor with which he prayed. Perhaps they wanted to know what they had to do to ensure that their prayers were answered. We ask the same thing, right? What can I do? There may be a special way of speaking, a special way of pleading your case before God. They saw Jesus kneeling. Other times he was standing, looking toward heaven, Was there a special posture that helped in saying the right prayer at the right time, getting the right answer that they wanted? 
And so they come to Jesus and they ask the question, Lord, teach us to pray. And did you catch what was in the scripture? Because they put a little stipulation on it, as John taught his disciples. So Jesus, we've seen you and we've heard about John, but Lord, teach us to pray. It's interesting to note that Jesus doesn't teach the disciples any special skills. He doesn't say, fold your hands or hold them palms towards heaven. I think it's fun if you were to walk by our PPEC hall during the lunch hour, they, they have a singing prayer, but all of them are there with their hands folded. <coughs> it's something that we teach our kids, but I think it's a moment of quit touching that and let's come into this moment of prayer is what I think parents kind of came up with. There isn't a particular person if you are praying for You don't have to rest your hands on them specifically. Jesus doesn't come in and tell you how to kneel or stand or sit or use a special style of language. You're more likely to have your prayers answered if you stand or lay in a certain way. If that were the case, then all of our answers to our prayers would be a human achievement. It would not be something that comes from the gracious and loving hand of God. So I'm going to be clear on what prayer is. Prayer is not about us having special skills and saying the right words so that we can reach God's ear. When would we sinful, weak human beings ever get it right? We would never be able to say the right things to move God to answer us. Prayer is not humans taking the initiative and trying to reach up to God attempting to speak to his ear. To me, the picture that comes to mind is one of a small child who wants to tell her parents something. Mommy, Daddy, come here, I got a secret, come here. And so what does any parent do? You go to the child and you you get down on their level, place your arms around them and let them whisper into your ear. In this sense, prayer is not so much as us reaching up to God with special words or techniques, but it's God reaching down to us. Our salvation does not depend on all the good things that we can do and so impress God that he will let us into heaven. God comes down to us in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, and gives us salvation through the cross. And so with prayer, no special techniques have to be applied to achieve prayer success. Half the time we don't know what to pray and when we do pray selfishly without faith or conviction, with our laundry list of to-dos or to-wants, we don't even know where to find God. It is God who finds us. For the power of the Holy Spirit, the good news about Jesus Christ hits home. Jesus comes into our lives through the word of God and is made us known to us. God, almighty God, becomes our leader, our director, our guide in this. Praying is being in the presence of God. Just as a parent bending down to make his ear available to her child. Even the whispers of a small child in a parent's ear might be soft and stammering, so infant-like. 
But the parent hears the words of their child as the most precious things they've ever heard. We hear the incomplete sentences or the funny words or the joke that never is a joke. But we hear the request with love. Even when the child is hurting. And in the same way, God hears our prayers. Prayer is a gift. Prayer is possible only because of who God is and God's intense love for us. And the more at times extreme we feel, the more helpless we feel, the more we lean into God. Prayer is not just for the down and out, but I think that's where we find ourselves relying on it the most because we can no longer rely on ourselves, but we want to be helped by God. A man by the name of Halsby wrote a book in 1948 about prayer. He summarizes it in this way. Please note that the masculine language comes from his writing. Jesus comes to the sinner, awakens him from his sleep of sin, converts him, forgives him his sins, and make him his child. Then he takes the weak hand of the sinner and places it in his own strong, nail-pierced hand and says, Come now, I am going with you all the way and will bring you safe home to heaven. If you ever get into trouble or difficulty, just tell me about it, and I will give you without reproach everything you need and more besides day by day as long as you live. I think that's a great way to describe how prayer is this precious gift from God to aid us on our journey through life. God is ready and waiting to hear our prayers and to give us all we need. I think it's for this reason that Halsby continues, prayer should be my daily refuge, my daily consolation, my source of rich and inexhaustible joy in life. But why is it that we find it so hard to pray? Why is it that we doubt that prayer is worth it so we don't pray? Why do we neglect this rich source of strength and power for our daily lives? I probably don't need to tell you the reasons why, because we're all guilty of failing to pray. I guess at the bottom of it all is that it takes effort to pray. It takes effort to do anything worthwhile. It takes effort to make time available to pray every day. It takes effort to be quiet and still for just a short while without getting caught up of what needs to be done. It takes an effort to stop during a busy day and to spend time talking with God. It takes an effort at the end of a long day to stay awake long enough to pray. We readily and easily pray when there's a pressing need, when sickness or despair strike. But for the rest of the time, prayer is often seen as a burden or as an effort, though it takes far less effort than wheeling out the garbage to the curb for pickup day. We may even doubt the value of prayer. We may lack the confidence that it really does anything at all. In fact, if we truly believed in the power of prayer, we wouldn't have any problem spending time with God Almighty in prayer. Prayer requires practice and perseverance. 
if it is to become a gift from God that is well used. Prayer is this gift that God gives. And it's not a demanding gift. Sometimes we need the Spirit's discipline to drag us into the presence of God. But once there, it's not hard. Not many words are needed to respond to God's coming. The prayer that Jesus teaches his disciples when they request it is simple. Prayer doesn't demand a lot of wearisome words or even highfalutin church words, if you want to call it that. In fact, a lot of words could be off-putting. Sometimes it's better to relax in God's presence with very few and listen for what God is saying. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, in praying, don't use vain repetitions as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Jesus models a prayer that is brief and yet contains everything that is important. In these four verses this morning, we hear a standard, a set of how we to call on God. May your name be holy. We pray that God's name would be holy on our lips, that God's name would be holy in our lives, that God would work faith in our hearts through the word and through the Holy Spirit, and that our lives would be filled with prayer, filled with praise, and filled with thanksgiving. May your name be holy. May your will be done. We pray that God's will will break the power of evil in our lives and make our faith in Jesus strong and help us to trust in God's word. If we are true in this, this is a sincere but also a dangerous prayer. And we are asking God's will to be done. Not something we dream up, not something we desire, but God, may your will be done. So may your name be holy. May your will be done. May your kingdom come. We pray that God's kingdom would come to us, that God would rule over us and reign in our lives, that we believe in God's word and that we would live as God's people, the children of God. We want God's kingdom to come, right? It's what we say in the liturgy. We know that Christ has died. We believe that Christ is risen. And we hope that Christ will come again. It's God's kingdom come again. So may your name be holy. May your will be done. May your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. We pray that God would give us everything we need for our life. And realizing that with thanks, it all comes from God's gracious hand. We each had a meal this morning, and if you didn't, that's probably your fault. And if you didn't, you're probably going to definitely get a meal after this. What we have in our pantry, the clothes we have in our closets, the warmth, the transportation that got us here and that will take us home, what we would say is our daily needs, but what a blessing from God that has been given to us. May your name be holy. May your will be done. May your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread.
So when we've praised God's name, when we've asked for his will to be done, when we claim that God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, and we get the blessing of daily bread, we come to this and we ask that you forgive us our sins. We pray for the forgiveness of our sins and we also pray for the ability to forgive those who sin against us. I think at times it's easy for us to say, God, forgive me for this, forgive me for this, forgive me for this. But what change are we making that we would never do these things again? I think it's harder for us to pray that we would have the ability to forgive those who sinned against us, who have wronged us, but we come back and we ask that God would forgive us. So may your name be holy, may your will be done, may your kingdom come, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our sins and those that have sinned against us and bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We pray for the protection against every temptation, every sin, everything that separates us from the will of God. This is a short, it's a simple prayer. It's something that we have memorized. My five-year-old knew this two years ago and it's beautiful to hear them say it, but what does it mean in your life? Do you pray it with sincerity or do you pray it as though you've memorized anything? I remember one time in eighth grade, I had to memorize something and I had forgotten when we got there that day at school and so quickly I'm flipping through and I'm trying to find some poem or something that is short and it has stuck with me. Why I didn't stand up and recite scripture that I knew by heart? Why did I not stand up and quote the Lord's Prayer, the Apostles' Creed? I had grown up in church. These mean something to me. I knew them, but no, I memorized something silly by Shel Silverstein. My beard grows to my toes. I never wears no clothes. I wraps my hair around my bear and down the road I goes. Why has that stuck with me? Why is that important? Is it as important as the scripture that is resonating within us? May your name be holy. May your will be done. May your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins and those that have sinned against us. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God doesn't knock back any prayer that we pray. But when we pray the Lord's Prayer, as brief as it is, every need is covered. In fact, I went to a service a while back and there was only one prayer in the entire service and it was the Lord's Prayer. And everything is covered, it was important. It was powerful. I think that you and, all, you and I would agree that there is danger when we gabble off the Lord's Prayer without giving it thought about what we're saying. When we do that, we are no longer praying, but it's just words. Something we've memorized that's silly. There was a sign seen at a textile mill. When your thread becomes tangled, call the supervisor. A young woman was new at her job and her line had become tangled and she just thought, I'll straighten it out myself. She tried, but the situation only worsened. Finally, she called the supervisor and said, I did the best I could, she said. No, you didn't, was the reply. To do the best, you should have called me. That's what God wants us to do. 
to call on God when the threads of life become tangled. Prayer is the way we bring our needs to God and let God deal with a situation and give a divine answer. The first and most difficult step is for us to set aside time every day to speak with God. God will hear your prayers. God will answer you with divine love and with divine power. And even if the answer is not what you expected, be assured it is the best because it comes from God. God is waiting to hear from you. God is waiting to use his power and help. Luke 11, verse 9 says, I tell you, keep asking, it will be given to you. Keep seeking, and you will find. Keep knocking, and it will be open to you. Let us go to God in prayer. Most holy and gracious God, into your presence, we submit our lives. We ask that you take hold of our heart, of our faith and our actions of faith, that we would seek you in our prayer life, in our walk, in our journey with you, and that you would nurture our hearts to hear and to seek you this day and every day. Lord, may we know that prayer is not difficult. It's just us coming into your presence. Guide us that we would hear, that we would pray, and that we would give you our all. In Jesus' name, amen.